0: intro that's hilarious how's it going everybody shifting through the gears here bringing you some content that maybe you want maybe you don't but we're gonna do it anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh my god how you doing adam i'm good man it's been a while how are you it has been
1: i'm doing good uh long weeks at work yeah um so let's see recently you got to do something as your first
0: yeah so we'll hopping right into the the meat and potatoes right away um, so I had the opportunity to compete in drifting for the first time. Um, it did not go well, but, <laughs> but, it was a good learning experience, which is what everyone who loses says. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was just so different. You know, you drive two days and you drive really, really well for, you know, countless laps. And then the two laps that really matter, you just biff.
1: <laughs> Great reference.
0: Yeah. So it was like, well. You know, it was fun, and I definitely want to do it again. Though it, it lit a fire to really like get my turbo on and not have to rely on other things to like try to make the car work in a competition sense. Okay. Um, but it was it was cool. It was a cool experience. That's
1: awesome. Um, now, where what track did you do it at? A uh, course track layout location.
0: I was I was at USAIR with the club FR. Okay. The series was a hyper drift. Um. Which is run through Club FR. Okay. Um, Burst Speed Mike, I think him and Simba, like, are the ones who really run it. Um, they judge it and everything. Okay. But it was a cool experience. Like I, I was allowed in to the competition because I was driving really well during the day, which was cool because I really wanted to. I asked them, you know, like a month or two in advance, and I was like, "Hey, can I be in this competition?" Um, so I got in and everything, and I saved my, I put nitrous on the Miata for that event. <laughs> Which was really cool, a 50 shot of nitrous on the Miata, um, but I like, didn't practice with it a whole ton because ah. I was saving it for the competition. So we get to competition, turn the nitrous on, and I initiated on my lead run too late because I was going faster than I normally was. Your so timing was off. My timing was off, so I initiated and had to like cut it back really hard, and then because I did that, I over-rotated and like, spun, and that was my lead run like well this this sucks so um on my chase run then i was in my head right i'm like oh no oh no and uh in my chase run i like tried to get right on the, the the guy's door and in doing so i cut myself off and like i came up too close in the corner so i like dirt dropped real bad and like put the rear tires into the dirt and then lost traction and he just like gapped me out of the first corner um So it was, like, a pretty tough look for me, and unfortunately, it's on video. Do you say, like, I guess Would you say was a worthwhile experience
1: finding out what was different about actually competing? Oh, yeah. And the pressure?
0: Yeah, definitely. And the pressure got to me, for sure. Okay. I was in my head because I wanted to do it so badly, so all day I was like, oh, competition, competition, and then they said, you can be in the competition, I was like, awesome. I'm like, oh my god, like, get the other wheels on, oh, get the nitrous hot, and, um, yeah, it was just in my head completely. I, did, I went into it and was like thinking too much instead of just driving. And uh, it, you know, it didn't go well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, and, um, the other guy, uh, Gage, was driving really, really well. He took fourth, I think, overall. So oh, like wow. he drove really, really well. So it was cool to see him progress through. Um, but it was I would have loved to put up a better battle instead of like basically taking myself out because I know that I can drive better than that.
1: I say I feel like especially during the day. Uh, during practice and whatnot they saw you driving better so they know you can do better um i'm i'm excited for it is there another competition event you're going to
0: do soon yeah so i have uh i think one more shot because if you if you win around in the hyperdrift then you get placed into like the big final event and they do like a big competition with all the winners right so just like the best people out of the whole year get to drive against each other um october 2nd October 3rd, that weekend, is like, I think the last time, it's like the last one that I can make, because one of them is like right before our wedding part two, so like, no way can I be gone for a weekend of drifting, like, directly before our wedding.
1: Uh, uh
0: no. Right. <laughs> so, that can't happen. Um, and there was another one, I don't remember exactly when, but it also didn't work out. Um, so, October 2nd, October 3rd is like my shot to like, at least drive better. I don't have to win that would be great you know but like just to drive better maybe win around or a battle
1: i'm excited to see that um the changes you did to the car do you think it because i know you did some changes recently do you think it helped you or are you still adjusting to it with the little bit of time you've had seat time you've had
0: um i think it helped a lot like i put the nitrous on and it was awesome it worked just how i wanted and how i thought it would um which was like i, I said it on, like, a wide open throttle switch. Okay. So, and I put it on the throttle body, not where the, not your pedal, which, cause, like, I have the door bars for the cage. And I was like, ah, it's gonna be so painful to, like, lay under there and try to find how this, the spot for it. So I put it on the throttle body. Um, and it worked great. So I'd be like 95% wide open throttle, no nitrous, add the extra 5%, and it was like an extra 50 horsepower. So I was blowing tires off because I run my, like, 185s at, like, <laughs> 60 PSI almost, you know? And so oh, you, you go from 100, like, wheel horsepower probably to, like, you know, 140, 150 wheel horsepower. And it was, like, it was crazy. I had um, Angel chasing me, and he was driving his girlfriend's 370. And, like, he chased me with the nitrous, and he's like, I can't keep up. It's, I,
1: it's, like, you're talking, like, for me, a 370 is a pretty... Pretty solid car. Yeah, you've got this little Miata
0: running away from it. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I can't keep up. So and then I turned the nitrous off because I was saving it, you know. And all of a sudden he was like in the door, and he's like, this that makes a huge difference. Are uh, you do you think your next change you're gonna you're working on now
1: is gonna be a big difference in how the car performs and you'll adapt to it quick? Or you think it's gonna take a, a chunk of time too?
0: Um yeah. So that with the turbo going on because that's what's happening right now. The car's down. It has. The engine is, like, two lines away from being able to just come out. Like, everything's taken apart. Oh. Yeah, I've been working hard. I've been putting Shit. some work in. Um, So, with the turbo going on, I think it's going to make it infinitely better. Because that power with the nitrous that I had to be, like, concerned about, or, like, how much am I using, blah, 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 is just always going to be there. Plus, there'll be more. So, with the nitrous, if you go off, like, you know, brand new NB Miata crank numbers, it's, like, 140 crank. With a nitrous, that'd be, like, 190 crank which which is like a lot um yeah, for that car yeah that's that's a chunk but with the turbo i should be at like 210 215 so yeah you're gonna write a rocket <laughs> yeah and it'll be all the time and then so i think realistically like a day or two of practice with the turbo just to like feel how it spools and where my power dips off or how hard can i push it what's cool down laps look like um like a day or two of that maybe like a skid pad Two skid pad days, I think it yeah. will be golden. So a good weekend. Yeah, like a weekend of driving, and then we'll be ready for, like, doors. Because that's the other thing is I can't – it's harder to run doors with people because if I hit the brakes, I, that's it. I'm flat on my face, whereas they can pull out of things. So now it'll be even the playing field a
1: little bit. Now, are you going to go wider? Are you, are you going to go bigger tire on this one when you go, or are you going to stay at 185 and just go slightly stickier?
0: I don't know because I don't have a lot of – I don't have nothing to go off of. I'm like, guessing that I could do like a 195. I kind of want to get my hands on some uh, KR20s like Ken does. Okay. Because I've heard amazing things, and they come in a 195, 55, 15, which is like essentially what I run with the 185s, 185, 55, 15. Um, Should be have... affordable. Yeah, and they're not they're not terrible. I think they're, I can't remember exactly, but maybe like right around a hundred, maybe a little less, um, which is more expensive than what I, what I pay now. But supposedly they last a long time okay so there's a balance there
1: i would definitely say like the weighing the cost of affordability and availability so if it's if it's a longer lasting
0: tire, then i'd say it's worth it um yeah and like i'm assuming with 210 215 horsepower i can destroy 185s like no problem i think that'll be so it's probably time to graduate to a better tire I would say so. There's a couple of times I've been
1: hearing about from these different ones I listen to that I'm like, I don't even... Never heard of you. Yeah. Never heard... Like, I didn't even hear of... uh. What's the real common one
0: everybody uses? I think there's a couple, but, like, Kenda... If you're running power, Kenda is, like, what everyone runs, I think. The Volinos, that's, like, coming up because that's, like, a drift-specific tire. Okay. Um, I don't know. I've heard of people's running Achilles... But I can't, yeah. Oh, okay. I never heard of those guys until like them in Nancong. I was like, "Who the hell are these companies? Oh, like,
1: where did they come from?"
0: I love they. Like, I think they're non-con or Nanking. I don't know. Nanking's probably like the American way to say it or something. It's some goofy way. Yeah, um, I think they're cool though. I never heard of them until I saw somebody pull up
1: to the shop in one, and I was like, "What are these?" He goes, "Oh, these are my track tires." I'm like, "What? Like, why not run these?" He goes. Dude, I'm on a budget. I'm not spending $1,000 a set for a weekend. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, how long do these last? He goes, I daily drive these. I'm like, what? He goes, when you heat them up, they they run great. And mind you, this was like course driving. I'm like, you're a nutbag. The dude is hilarious, but like, you're kind of psychotic. And then I started looking, like, started learning more. And I was like, oh, these tires are actually not that bad. Like, because I'm one of those, if it wasn't like, a bigger name company i didn't know who it was mm-hmm. and then i started looking i was
0: like huh federals i might buy me some <laughs> <laughs> yeah man there's a lot of like the not the huge name tire companies that make pretty good stuff and sometimes they're like rebranded so i forget the exact like but like content i think continental maybe has a off-brand so you buy the off-brand and you're just getting continental tires yeah i, I found a few of
1: those through like was it barum so i forgot who makes them because i blew a tire on the side of the road found this little mom tire shop and I was like, I just need a tire. I'm not buying all four. I need this company. He goes, I don't have, he goes, I don't have those, but I've got this one. It's made by the same company. Yeah. I'm like, "Cool." throw two on, put the extra one in the trunk. I'm going home. I called it a day. Um, let's see. So I know you're working on the, the turbo setup. Um, when are you looking, f- when are you looking f- for that to be finished?
0: Yeah. So we have, um, the wedding part two in August. So I'm working around that as well because, obviously, that's a little bit more important. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's cost more money. The, <laughs> you know, so you look at it that way. Just a, a couple more zeros. No big deal. Um, so I would like to be driving in September. That's sort of the plan because October 2nd, right, is like that last chance at competition for hyperdrift. So I would like to have at least two to three days of driving in September prior to that. So we'll see. And I think it's possible because we're in July And the motor is like, you know, 30 minutes from being out of the car. And then it's like, I did the math and it was like a day to like pull that motor and take it to the other shop. A day to like take everything off that one that I need, put it on the turbo motor. And then like a day to bring the car over. And then a couple days to like drop everything in. So I probably have like six or seven like days of work on the car until it's ready for a tune. And Would then
1: you? one or two days tuning and troubleshooting. Because you know you're going to have some... Something will be wrong. Yeah, it just... It happens. Like, I don't care who puts it in. You're going to catch that loose hose clamp
0: or cross-vacuum line or... Yeah, or it'll be like the used turbo that I have has no seals left or something. Hopefully that's not the case. That'd be really it's rough. Not... But um, something will happen. But I think we've done a lot of planning. And like, so... Other things like the oil cooler setup is already in, intercooler is already mounted. So like we did a lot of the work, like the what do you call it, not accessory work, but the stuff around putting the turbo on is done. And so hopefully it's just like drop it in, finish plugging up a couple of things, and then go tune.
1: That'll that'll help a lot with you having a lot of the stuff prepped around it already. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. So
0: whole and you know it fits. Yeah. Oh, it is, it is like, a proven... That's a great thing about turboing, like, a Miata, is that so many people did it. And it's, like, in the, the setup that I have for, like, the manifold came off of a Miata. Mm. Straight, like, straight up, the guy took it off for a different setup. So it, I know it works. Um, so it's super helpful. Uh,
1: my one question is, I know they had a supercharger for the Miata. Why'd you go turbo? Or is it just you didn't want... The supercharger wasn't enough of a kick or did you just not want the power on it all the time
0: uh i would have loved a supercharger but big power goals are harder to hit on a supercharger at least in this setup so okay like it's a lot easier to just say oh we're gonna turn the boost up on the on the turbo or like hey it's already set up for all the turbo stuff i need another 100 horsepower so we just put a bigger turbo on whereas routine yeah exactly whereas like supercharger you're more limited on like, oh, I need this pulley size, but then you have belt slipping, or, I don't know. It it seemed better to go with the turbo. Although, like, supercharger would be sweet, so I'm not opposed. Uh, I
1: just know that when they go, they're harder to find for replacements and repairs.
0: Yeah, because, like, I can you can buy a turbo on eBay if you really want to. Um, but, yeah, if you get, like, the supercharger stuff is expensive, and... Harder to find for sure. They're not actively making bolt-on superchargers for Miatas, not that I'm aware of. Yes, yeah, so I've only seen I've seen a
1: couple, but even then the guy's like, yeah, I took it off because it was starting to wear out. He yeah, like, and I, I don't want to pay what it's it, it's gonna cost more than the car's worth to fix the supercharger. Yeah, and then what? Then you're in a supercharger setup with no supercharger. Where do you go? Yes, yeah, so he's just like ah, he 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 took it off and just went straight back NA.
0: And I love NA like. I still think I've, like, come really far as a driver because I drove two and a half years with 100-wheel horsepower because, like, you have to commit or else you don't go anywhere. Do you think it broke your fear factor
1: in a sense? Up to a point, like, you, you're you willing to bury it and just go for it?
0: Yeah, I think for sure. And it teaches you a lot about line. So a couple of the times at US Air, I was, like, chasing people on advanced and they had it – was, it was, like, Z's mainly. I was chasing Z's. And, um, I would like catch them and at the one, after the big initiation, you would go down the hill and on that transition to the left hand, like they would take a wide line and miss the, uh, apex if you will. Okay. So, but I would hit it. So I would take a slightly different line and I would have to stop. Like I would hit actively hit the brakes cause I was like about to go through the back of their car, Uh-oh. but it's, but it's line, right? And it, with hundred horsepower, if you don't hit that line, you don't make the next corner.
1: So, yeah, because you don't have the power to you know force the car over
0: yeah exactly there's not enough to like keep the like the momentum going so i don't know someone told me to hit like put your put your back wheels here put your left front wheel on this rumble strip and you'll make it and i did and i was like all right cool there's the line you figure it out once you're gonna now you know where to hit yeah and it's fast it's cool to hit it that fast too and like come up on someone or like leave them in the dust in that corner yeah and it's like i have 100 horsepower like (laughs) ha what's your three five do now right right (laughs) but then like as soon as you hit the hairpin and then all of a sudden they're like back on your door because you can't accelerate so
1: (laughs) i'm excited to see what the the change is when you get the new setup on and how you adapt to it because i feel like you're gonna like you said event or two it's gonna take you to do and adjust but i feel like it's gonna make it a little more exciting for you where it'll really jump your game up where you'll be Able to hit that next bracket you're looking for.
0: Yeah, I think so. And, like, that's the plan, right? Is to, like, kind of hit the limit of what you have and then move on to the next thing. And that was, like, we hit the limit in the 18, because I can't get any more out of it. And so put a turbo on it. It'll be cool to see where it goes. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's terrible. And that's the whole, like, K-swap argument. We, like, I had a long conversation, a couple long conversations with people about why didn't you put a K in it? Why don't you put a K in it? And I was like, well... It's expensive but we'll see what happens right
1: i mean this way you know if for the small investment you're doing i'm gonna call it a small investment versus swapping an entire different setup into the car uh yeah because
0: the case swap is like if you if you go everything off of um like full pricing right no discounts no help at all anything like that it's like 10 grand <laughs> that's a car yeah right and it's like well i don't know we had anyway yeah
1: sorry no, I I could see a few conversations going back and forth in the different directions. Um, gotta say I like the, I, you wrapped the car, right?
0: Yeah, so so uh, much better, right? Oh my god, I remember looking at the wrap and like stepping back. I was like, this is, like we're trying now. Like this is a proper looking car. Um, it's Mar our boy Marlo, is uh he does like wrapping, um, well he did wrapping as a job, so he does it on the side. So also if anyone needs their car wrapped. Let me know and I can get you Marlo's information Uh, because he did a really good job. We like I tried to wrap that rear bumper uh, over when I had COVID and um, it went so poorly. (laughs) And So that was when he messaged me and he was like, dude, I will help you. You know, like like this is like we worked out a price and stuff. And I was like, "Okay, like that's that seems fair. Like, let's do it. Um, He hit those
1: arches perfect.
0: Yeah, dude. Watching him wrap the car, I knew instantly I was like, I could never have done this. It. I feel like it takes so much time and investment
1: to really get good at it. And he. Some. Some people can do it right off. Right
0: off the bat. Me. I will pay you to do that. There's no way I'm gonna do. it. No. Yeah, and it was. We, it was a long time. Like he spent. I mean, we did a full day basically wrapping the car, and then we ran out of time, and I had a, an event to go to. So I like. I like took the car, but it, the, like trunk, the rear bumper, and the side skirts weren't done. So like at a later date. He did the trunk and the side skirts actually for that U.S. Air event, which was cool. You know, I just dropped it off with him and he was like, oh, man, come pick it up on Saturday or whatever it was. Uh, Yeah, it was cool. We did a little gold stripe on the bottom (laughs) because I saw it on Corey's uh, Turbo FC and I was like, that's cool. I want that. Like,
1: gotta do it. Gotta do it. Yeah. It looks way better. Like, much cleaner. Way better. It takes you from the, like, new grassroots level. Like, I don't want to offend anybody. You know, like... I'm not M- trying to mismatch body panels. Like, yeah, there's like, there's a look there. It takes you to a cleaner look. Like I know a few of the guys we both know that took their car from a mismatching panel to where they sprayed the car themselves. Looks great, and it brings the car to a whole different level. Where you go, knowing they're gonna mash another panel too, but it looks it just looks way cleaner. Cause some of these guys, some of you guys, daily drive your drift cars. Yeah, which is mind blowing for me.
0: What a cool thing. But it's pretty cool. Like. Seeing that change, um. yeah, and on that, um, so like when the car first kind of went together, it looked a little bit like a track car that went drifting, mm-hmm. and now we've got like the wrap, the wheels are on it that I like. Uh, everything's the same color, so it's almost starting to go like style car, which I like a lot, and I'm very into this now. So I think there's a good chance that rear wing, like the big APR wing we have on there, like comes off for next year, and we do like a huge duckbill with a, a hard top spoiler too yes like it it's it's time i think because it's really cool i always wanted a big wing on there did that it was awesome but like big duck bill hard top spoiler and with the flares on the back and the arches in the front i think it'll be pretty cool for for next year we'll see what the budget says but i feel it's gonna be worth because i love the look of those like i absolutely love the look of those big duck bills yeah and there's they're not that expensive so to do that setup wouldn't be outrageous and I don't know if I can sell the APR wing now because I, like, cracked it, you know, like barrel tapping, but i probably still hold on to it. But if I did sell it, it would basically cover the new, like, duck bill and then the hardtop spoiler. I'm
1: sure somebody out there would
0: take it and fix it Probably. I mean, put it on their, yeah, one of their cars. I glued the crack. Like, <laughs> it holds. Um, if it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. So we'll see what happens next year, but, like, that would be really cool. That's awesome. I'm excited. Like, I'm excited. I'm excited
1: trying to catch one of the events this year with you guys hopefully to go see what this this thing's about
0: yeah you're running out of time man you gotta I'll let you know I'll let you know when the car gets like approaching done and like the next projected date but you should make it out for sure I'm, yeah, I need
1: it I need a nice weekend away from this area yeah, and yeah work and go go catch up and see how this this whole drifting thing is because I see the videos and I get to hear people's stories and but I've never actually done it or like seen it, so I want to see it in person because I feel like it's gonna be a well worthwhile time.
0: Oh yeah, when you see videos and stuff, you're like, oh that's cool, but being in car is just so different. Like if you, I've watched the videos of like stock power, even driving USA, and I'm like, you know it's cool, but when you're in the car, it is such a different experience. You're like, rev limiter is begging, you know, you're, the, the car's flying around, and then it never looks the same from the outside. Um, but it's quite the experience. We're
1: gonna have to make this happen. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Um what other project updates you got?
0: Um, besides Miata, I mean that's been that's been a large chunk of the project. <laughs> that's like mostly it. Um Yeah, like had the skyline out a little bit, but it's like I haven't ordered parts or anything for that, so that's sort of Is it fun driving it? Yeah, it's a blast. I give uh yesterday I headed out and you know you have people come up to you at the gas station. And they're like you wanna say hi and check it out. Um Oddly enough, it's been a lot of Mustang guys. Okay. Now in like, I say younger because I feel like I'm getting old now, but I would say like early 20s, maybe like high teens, the that age group with uh, these the affordable Mustangs. So they're like, like, oh man, that thing's sick. And it's funny because I've never had a V8 ever and I want one at some point. So I tell them that and I'm like, oh dude, like, but I've never had a V8, so that thing's sick. I'm like, oh what? You've never had a V8 and you own this thing? Yeah, it's like dude, I'm not falling like I just got lucky like worked really hard and I caught the deal of a lifetime I did like I happened to sell a car at the right time to afford this one. It wasn't like I I was like, oh yeah let me import this real quick you it's know like okay, you go you come here <laughs> Yeah, right but um so it's pretty cool. you have people that will like look at you and they'll like point because you're on the wrong side of the road. Um, random people will just be like how oh, think sick you know.
1: It's got to be a, a day pick, day chair, like driving around. You get a couple of
0: compliments to see somebody smile at it. And you're like, all right, that was the week's better. The yeah. Week's better. Oh, and it's cool because people get really excited because they don't get to see that often or ever. Um, so I like that where you can be like, like one kid was like, I've never, they never thought I would see one in real life. I'm like, well, here you go. Now, now you have, you know, which is cool because, you know, I felt the same way. I, I remember seeing one and I was like, that is a car like i it's amazing i never i never thought i would see one and now i own one so that's pretty sick yeah
1: seeing one in person is a totally different it's game changer for you because then you're like all right these can actually be achieved we can actually make these happen
0: yeah and it's like there's one in my garage although my friends don't all my friends think that uh or they're joking with me maybe they think this i don't know but they think it's either photoshopped or like it's someone else's car i sent a picture of it in the garage And uh, it's just, like, the back with, like, the plates on it and everything. And they were like, okay, that's cool. You can tell your friend to get his car out of your garage now. Wow. (laughs) It's like, you guys are awful. With love, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, they're messing with me. Uh, It's been called a up-badged Impala. That was Ian. um, What else did they say? A cavalier with a bumper. (laughs) Wow. Lay it into it. You guys are harsh.
1: Yeah, seeing that picture on Instagram was just like, alright, I've gotta get my mr two done. Yeah, like, man, you gotta bring get that done and come cruise. I'm hoping. Working on the bodywork, trying to figure out what motor I'm gonna go with, but we'll figure that out little by little. Um got the bike registered, just need to get a permit so I can legally ride. Nice. Have you what was that, legally ride? Yes. <laughs> I mean maybe Right.
0: Right, just in the driveway.
1: Yeah, just in the driveway, back and forth twenty feet. Yeah, exactly. Um let's see. So recently you were on, oh, do you want to cover something or do you want to jump into No, that? no, no, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so there's a podcast you put me onto. Was it Drift Pro-Am? Yeah, Drifting Pro-Am. Okay. Dude's hilarious, but you got to be a guest on the uh,
0: podcast, right, recently? Was it last episode? Yeah, so it hasn't been released yet because he had one backlogged before us. Okay. But yeah, so uh, Logan and I got to go on drifting pro-am actually logan hit him up and he was like hey this is kind of what like we're doing and i think i could be wrong on this but i think logan said like this is what adam's doing and he needs to be on this because like i was aiming at pro-am uh, which was super cool like logan being the homie for sure and like i, I never thought i would get to be on drifting pro-am because in my eyes like that was above where i'm at you know and like listening to that podcast was what showed me the pro-am series and was like hey i can achieve this so to be able to go on there was i don't know like i guess kind of a dream come true in a way because that's one of my main podcasts that i listen to and now i'm gonna be on there i'm i'm excited for it i've been
1: waiting for the title to pop so i'm slowly catching up i binge episodes uh i binge tv shows i binge podcasts like i start all the way through to the recent one go to the next one go back and catch up on the ones they just put in um i'm excited to hear it i'm trying to like binge it through the week so i can catch up and hear it hear it and be like all right let's let's see this and let's see how this guy interviews you and whatnot but i'm excited so when it when it drops make sure you put up that
0: the screenshot of it so people know to go listen to it yeah no i'll, I'll definitely throw it up it was cool it was um you know because like where my build is at is probably lower than well it definitely is lower than a lot of people who have been on so it was almost like we got to hang out for, I think it was long. I think it was like over two hours. Wow. And that's how I know it was a good podcast because like, you know, if it's like an hour or so. he really cuts. Right. 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 There's like, you know, maybe something came up or whatever, but like we were like two hours deep, wow. which was cool because I knew that we were like in a good conversation. Um, but it was fun. We got, it was basically like a big hangout. And uh, again, like being on there was sick. It was so cool, but it was late. It was like seven o'clock his time, but he's California. So, it was like 9 p.m. our time. So, I was up very late. Had a couple ciders, you know. Made it a fun night. Oh, yeah. Like, the next morning, I was like, oof.
1: Was he cracking his PBRs? He was. (laughs) I love it. I think we talked about it a little bit, too. Um, One of the only guys I know that has a podcast or a media platform that drinks PBR. Yeah, I've always felt like that was a Chicago Beach thing. I... He's like, yeah, PBR is my go-to. This is a shit. And I'm like, wait, what? You guys have that out there? And you like it? Especially in California? What? <laughs> yeah.
0: That was awesome. I'm excited. Um, it was cool. So maybe he wants to come on here sometime. I'll just drop that out there, Gerald. If, you, uh, if you're trying to get on some more platforms, we'd love to have you on. That'd be fantastic. I'd love to hear about, like, you know, the I guess his process of, like, starting a podcast um, and how he was able to, like, grow it. Because it's pretty popular now. Yeah. And he's, yeah. Talked, and he's talked to, like, some pretty big hitters in the pro drifting circuit, I
1: think. Just so far that I've listened to his, like, some of the names, I'm like, who like who the hell is this? But, like, who is this guy? And then you realize that's the dude who started this, you know, this person started this drift series or this person competed here, didn't like it, or had a life event happen was 't able to go back in so they joined this one or started this one or they own this company and these are drift you know drift events or platforms and companies that even I know and I'm I, don't, I know squat about drifting <laughs> yeah
0: which is cool so you know that would be maybe a really neat uh, time if he ever wants to come on on that too I think that we've been talking a little bit about him coming out here oh. to drive because uh, of course I think Logan and I like you know one of our goals like with our drift team and everything is that we want we want to bring as many people together for drifting as we can like that's what like you're actually like have fun like that's the point right so even in a competition setting like if you're not having fun then why so but i was like hey like come out here and drive usair and you know gerald was like well you know it's like maybe unrealistic to get my car out there totally fair california to wisconsin for a weekend is like that's a big ordeal so i was like hey what if we had a you right expensive what if something happened whatever He's like, hey, what if we got a car for you? If we like had a car for you to come out here, fly into Chicago, we'll pick you up, we'll go to Wisconsin, or I guess fly into Wisconsin, whatever, we'll figure it out, but come drive a car that we have, and he sounded interested. I talked to uh, Ruds Racing, and they have a BMW E46 that they're like building on the side to uh, like have a drift car and stuff, and I was like, hey, DJ, if I finish that car, because it needs only a couple things, can he drive it? And he's like, yeah. So, That'd be huge. Yeah, dude, so we've got a car, so like, let's go. Next year, let's do this. I'm curious because he's not a big import guy of
1: any any sort. He's a American motor, especially GM guy, from what I'm yeah. recalling.
0: He's not a big big import guy. No, but he had a he had an E46 before the uh, Cadillac. That's right. Yes, yeah, because he, it was a V8 E46, which got stuffed into I think it was Irwindale's wall. Could be wrong. Don't I quote I think it me, was Irwindale. It, yeah, it went into a wall sometime um and that was the i think the engine donor for his current one again don't quote me but it's like he had one so it's just like a base model of what he had before so i think it could be good plus e46 is so easy i think it'd be fun
1: it'd also be good to have that extra car where i guess you call it a thrasher car where new people could try it your car's down you could take it to events his car's down
0: you could take it like you've always got it that's awesome i'm excited. Yeah, so I really hope that that happens, because also what a cool experience for everybody. You know, I I would feel really privileged to, like, fly somebody in. I mean, I would probably, I don't know if I'm paying for the, the flight, but, like, to have somebody come in and, like, set it up so that they can drive a track that realistically would be very challenging to get to. Yeah, um, especially something he's
1: never done, and see the culture of the Midwest drift.
0: Yeah, because it's, like, it's
1: cool out here. Because I know each region, I guess each culture is different. Styles a little bit different. So seeing that difference come over and hearing what somebody from, you know, California has to think, I'm excited. Because I know, like I said, every every region is different. So that would be pretty cool. Hopefully, it's actually nice weather if he we makes it out here, though. <laughs> classic. It would be classic Midwest to just like pours all weekend. I'm I'm sure you're still going out there. I'm sure you're still gonna go and rip oh, for
0: it. And... if we're so if we're that committed, then yes. We're doing tandems in the rain until a car breaks or we go home. Both. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's the next one the next one you want to cover? I don't know man. I mean we've got a lot of stuff going on. What about you? What's uh give me give me some updates from over here besides just like painting oh I guess painting the mr two. Like
1: yeah, um Starting to paint the MR2, I'm going, I'm ordering window and adhesive to start dropping the windows back in. Um, So, right, once the car is back on the ground and everything, it's literally just going to be figuring out if I want to stay a 3S or a 5S motor, or if I want to break my own rule and go K20. It's an easy setup, they're easy to do. Kits are pretty much made for it, and what the kit would cost is what people are asking for a short block. On a turbo MRT right now, it's ridiculous. Oh, I don't know why they skyrocketed, but they skyrocketed. And now you're in a spot. So it's like it, I feel like the meme of my me at 12 years old looking at cars I can't afford. Me at 35, with still looking at cars I can't afford.
0: <laughs> I feel. I think we all feel that way right now a little bit. But yeah, I mean, like the K. I feel like the K swap idea is so it's good right it's a proven swap for most things now parts are everywhere
1: and if you know you do it mostly in-house you know exactly what's what where's where just finding a good one and whatnot but i've got that working on the body work on the mr2 teach myself how to do stuff come up with different ideas um get ready to swap the legacy one the green one swap that motor out redo the suspension brakes and make that my new daily um and then i got my bike registered so i get to learn how to legally ride a bike yeah um other than that just keeping up with the house working a lot and listening to a lot of podcasts and come up with ideas and staring at my sim rig debating what kind of game i want to put on next because i spent way too much money on this thing to not use it
0: yeah yeah life's been pretty work sleep look at a car work sleep and some, I mean, right. It's like different points. So you gotta, you gotta work hard to have the finances to do what you want to do. And it's like tough to find, sometimes it can be tough to find that balance of like, you know, I spend 60 hours a week working, so I'm too tired to do my hobbies. Then like, oh, okay, now I have the money. So now I can finally like cut back on work and like do the stuff that I was planning on and I can afford it all. And it's this that, that
1: vicious cycle of. All right, now I got to go work hard for the next 30 days to get the money to do this. But those breaks are needed. But yeah, just other than that, kind of looking at different events and maybe f- trying to plan out
0: vacation time so I can come see these these things happen yeah, and dude. smoke clouds go flying. Yeah, I think it'll I think going to an event like it's cool to see pictures and stuff like I said, but going to one and like seeing it and then you go on marketplace and try to buy a car honestly i've been looking and that's the sad part is i have nowhere to put the car you gotta make space (laughs) (laughs) yeah the driveway has enough space for one more it really
1: does i could just park my car across the apron yeah and we'll be solid yeah little by little i'm figuring it out somewhat soon um so the car's gonna be rustoleum white that's gonna be my paint code for it because why the hell not because that's what it is because that's literally the exact code of rustoleum white um like i said once the car is back together and running i'll pull it back in do an actual booth and then do a respray with a nicer coat on it
0: but what's next well i think off of that like just how much money you've been like saving and stuff doing it yourself and Uh, like how you know how how has that been because like a lot of people can be scared i think by like Like, oh, man, I got to do all this work and stuff. It'd be easier to pay someone, but I can't pay someone, so I'm just not going to do anything. I've definitely had days where I'm sitting there going, what
1: in the hell am I doing? Like, why did I do this? Like, can I get this done? And then those other days, I'm just like, okay, like, let me focus on getting this door sanded and cleaned. Let me go to the next door, sand it, clean both. Like, let me just do panel by panel. And it literally started with, I need to take the front bumper off. All right. one day. The next day was, let me take off one fender. And now it's kind of in the reverse of, let me undercoat the car. All right, the car's undercoated. Let me, you know, cut out the bad metal. Coat it, you know, pour 15 the lips, uh, protect it. And they're just marking stuff off. And now I've got both one of the fenders back on, one door on. I'm getting ready to drop the windows back on. Order seals for the T-tops. So it's slowly getting there, but it's definitely been one of those... What did I, like, why am I, I have no idea what I'm doing with bodywork. I can take stuff off and put it back on. I can fix the car. But what am I doing? Like, why? I've got to rebuild the entire harness of the car. I'm just going to buy a new one. And that, that's when it's at the point where, do I just go Hall Tech in a K20? Digital Dash, call it a day? Like, what am I, like, what did I do? And then days like this week where I'll get home from work at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning I'll sand down, clean, and tape off and paint a panel on a car. And I see it the next morning when it's done going... That was worth it. I can't wait to see three coats of a true clear coat on this thing. Where it's as I put the stuff back on, it's like, okay... I can do this. Because putting an engine in and harnessing is cake. I can... You know, most people can do it if you figure out... Like, watch a YouTube video, you'll figure out how to do it. But the whole body... Seeing the body come down to bare frame... And building it back up has been, oh no, what am I doing? Like I said, what am I doing? So it's been an adventure. Definitely saving a ton of money. Probably losing money here or there of this aspect or that aspect. But it's been nice seeing it because I'm having a whole new appreciation for stuff where, like you said, I can't afford to drop it off and have a
0: $20,000 re- restoration done on the body. Most, I feel like most people can't.
1: Yeah, and if you can, um, you want to? Uh, do you want to? You know, donate, adopt me? I don't know, something. <laughs> yeah, but and even then,
0: like some people are like, I don't want to spend twenty grand on this.
1: No, and the only reason I'm doing its because it's been in the family so long, and then now looking at the prices for it, I could sell the car off now for my what my brother bought it in '91. That's crazy, but it's like that's the market right now. It's I don't know what happened, but. It's good and bad for me because it's becoming harder and harder to find parts where people want to sell it for a reasonable price.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so it's to the point where people are asking aftermarket part prices for an OEM 31-year-old piece of plastic or metal, which Definitely. is absurd. Because you can't find them anymore, I feel like. No, and, and the companies that do have them aftermarket are back-ordered for three months. So you're like, well, good thing I got a space heater in the garage, <laughs> I guess. I don't know
0: yeah well that's cool though because like you know when you when you spend so much time on that kind of thing you learn so much i think and just from my experience and i haven't taken a car down as far as you have yours it was a mistake (laughs) but you know all the knowledge like if it were to happen again or you were like i don't know you wanted to build you know like a proper track car or something you would have that experience of like oh yeah i had a car to shell i'm not scared to do that yeah, doing it has definitely, it's helped me learn the car,
1: helped me find stuff I didn't know about the car. And then, um, you know, there's there's guys who have significant more funding than I do that are going, how do you take this out? There's people who are terrified to take out the back window. I literally did it with two PBRs and fishing line. I'm not even joking. Two PBRs oh, and a razor blade. It took me an out, two PBRs and just worked it out and came out, cleared all the adhesive off. Whatever the hell they used in '91, I don't know what kind of black magic it was, but it was held on by one inch in each corner. After I cut everything, it would not come out. I would literally had to almost leg press this window out of the car, oh and then God. I found the one corner. I'm like, you know, sawing it down. Boom, window comes out nice and smooth. Yeah. But I was like, hey, let's go for it. Why not?
0: I'm gonna. It's either gonna break. Or I'm gonna figure out how to take it out, and if I break it, I'm gonna know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, and that's like something something that it can be really intimidating, especially on something you really like. Oh yeah. You know, like I would again, like if I was doing this to the skyline, I would be like, oh my god, like I really don't want to break something. And like that's, I do the mechanic stuff for a living, and even then, you're like, ah, oh, this is sketchy. You're like, ah, uh, this bolt is 30 years old. What do I really want to take this off? <laughs> is there a way around this? Can I cheat this somehow? Because if this breaks, this is gonna be a bad day. You're like, yeah, no, I, I don't want to, ah, uh, do I, yeah, uh, uh let's go for it. Yeah, and let's, too, like with the Miata and stuff, like, I just take stuff apart because I know that if it, like, oh, I can get a subframe for like 200 bucks.
1: And it, you know it's going to be a good condition one too. Yeah,
0: oh, you want a mint one? $400, oh no. Yeah, oh man, you know what, I'll do 300
1: if you come pick it up. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Cool, I'll be over. <laughs> yeah, here's 300 bucks and a, you know, a $20 gift card to McDonald's.
0: Yeah, and an Oberon or something.
1: Yeah, something, something fun. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, like you said, if I would ever build a true track car, I'd have a much better understanding of where it's at um, and how to better go about it. So being able to take it apart, if I had all the, I, I had everything here within a weekend, that car'd be back on the road. Heck yeah. But it's a nice long term project where I get to work on it as I can afford it.
0: Yeah, and I think too, like looking at parts and labor and kind of like where the car industry is going and stuff's getting pretty expensive. So I feel like in this, my opinion, that the DIY, which has been like pretty prevalent in the past, I don't know, 10 years or something, is just going to like spike. I feel like everyone is working on their own stuff because they have to.
1: Because yeah.
0: most people, I think myself included, we don't make enough money to like pay someone to do, I mean, you pay people to do small things or like like uh, like when Rudd's did, you know, our, the cage for us you know that was I can't do that. I'm I'm happy to spend money on safety stuff like that, but you know, a lot of people can't just drop it off anymore and be like, "Oh yeah, do like all this stuff." No, not
1: not with that with the stuff that's like how the world's going right now. I know if you ask me to, you know, "Oh, it's going to be 5 grand to put a new transmission in." I'm going to go to LKQ, buy a used one, put it in myself, look at the procedure, and do it myself because i can't afford 5k out of pocket to fix one thing out of you know and i don't want to pull a five thousand dollar credit card loan no 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 one does you're out of your mind or i I shouldn't say no one does most people don't i don't want to put 20 bucks on my credit card to go buy something just to keep the card open let alone another vehicle in my mind
0: yeah
1: like a whole other vehicle if i'm doing that i'm getting i'm getting me something fun
0: um drift mustang yeah that's that we gotta look into that yeah, I'm, um, I'm ready. I'm happy to help. Let's see.
1: So, speaking of DIY, like, yeah, I know you had a few things marked down for DIY. Like, other than it becoming much more pre- uh, prevalent
0: and YouTube being a god saver for some people. Yeah. Like, what do you want to c- cover in that one? I don't know. I mean, just things like, like, don't be scared to try, like we're talking about with your MR2. Like, you've never done this. You've never taken a car down to a shell, but you have the space, you had the time, so you gave it a shot and now like it's coming back together, right? So I think, you know, like if you're really intimidated by stuff, maybe ask some questions, maybe look at some videos uh, and go for it cuz it's so expensive to do stuff nowadays that plus the knowledge. But I found this too is like when you're at the track and something breaks, if you don't have at least a little bit of knowledge on like what you did or what Was changed or what could have broken, then you're in a bad spot. Whereas, like if you, example, built your MR2 up from the ground, and something fails, you're like, oh, I bet it's this. Yeah, you'll have a much better idea, and I feel like you get that sense of
1: accomplishment too. Where for some people, they don't even know how to put in washer fluid in their car because they they don't know where it's at.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes that's okay.
1: And for even them, just being able to top off their own fluids and keep their car maintained, knowing Okay, I can't do this, but my car's my car's due for this. Given that, like, some people just, for them, that's plenty. I used to just, let me, as long as I can change my own brakes, I'm good. And now it's like, no, now I'm just too lazy to do my own fluids. I'm just tired of take, trying to store it, find a free weekend to dispose of it. Like, me, fluids, I'll just take it in, go ahead and do it, whatever. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and, for me, I just, I don't want to deal with the disposal. If I was working a normal eight, uh, you know, nine to five or a normal 40, 50 hour week, I'd probably get back into working on them like my daily more. But like you said, it's it's good to know and don't be afraid to do it. But the other thing is, you don't even need to have the highest name tools. Buy something you can afford.
0: Oh, yeah. Like I still use Craftsman tools. Like but,
1: lifetime warranty.
0: Yeah. You know what? And it's like they're, it's what I could afford when I bought them. And they work fine, so I haven't replaced them because I don't really have to. And, like, for some stuff I've bought, you know, like, like snap-on tools. Or there's some things that I feel that I need to have a higher-quality tool. Um, but As, Would you say, especially with what you do for a living, you
1: need to have that... Or are you talking your own personal collection?
0: No, no, yeah. Like, well, because, like, what I... Because I'm a mechanic, and so I have, like, certain really expensive tools that, like, I have to have. Um, but those are also the tools that I take home into the track all the time. Oh. So, yeah, I have, like... I don't have tools at home. I have, like, some stuff at home, but, like, I have one set of, like, complete tools, and I just put them in bags. And, like, <laughs> so, you know, you go to a track day, and I've got, like, two bags of tools and then, like, a socket rail that comes with everything or all the stuff that I have that I need. So it's, like, that's the stuff you bring. But, if you know, if you can afford... Sometimes, like, if you can afford Harbor Freight stuff... I, I use Harbor Freight Impact sockets, and I have been for six years. My entire toolbox entire toolbox
1: is 95 percent Harbor Freight most of my power tools are Harbor Freight I still have my DeWalt's my Makita's um you know stuff like that I've got a couple of snap-on parts here a Matco here but I've broken more Matco stuff than I've broken Harbor Freight stuff and I beat the sh- I beat the tar out of my Harbor Freight wrenches why it's it's if it's got a lifetime warranty, but that's, for right now, that's what I can afford to use. Yeah, and it works. Like you said, there's a couple things, absolutely, like certain things, torque wrench right now, I still use a Harbor Freight one, but I have a digital meter as a secondary, I'll double check. But if, if I don't feel comfortable with that, I borrow my neighbor's snap-on one.
0: Yeah. Like, it gets done, but... No, I have, like, some really nice snap-on wrenches when I was doing alignments and stuff, because they don't strip the tie rods. Oh. And they were expensive. But I stopped stripping tie rods, and I got work done better. So like that was, that was one purchase that I was like, I have to have these for what I was doing at that time. I, sp- I feel like it it's made you the money back in efficiency. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, and what, like just ease of life. Oh, knowing you have that, and knowing okay, this tie rods in an, a rough shape. This one it might strip, but with this too, I feel more confident. It's not gonna happen. Which is good.
0: Yeah, it's like, that's huge. And I don't know, like, again, we're at the track and stuff, and stuff's broken. Like, I know that I brought the right tools to, like, fix what I need. So, that, like, for DIY stuff, at least having some stuff on hand, necessary. Or, like, knowing someone who has a bunch of stuff is also helpful. And them knowing you're going to get it back to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. a that's a killer. (laughs) Someone walks off with your $50 wrench. Oh, wow. That's, that's a, a, half a, that's a tough head, one. That's afraid. a tough look. Or, like, I don't know, like, you leave your $50 wrench on a car or something, and it's gone, and you're just out. That's tough, too. That's oh, – because you can't can you even buy those by piece? Yeah, that's why – you can buy them by piece, but they're, like, marked up, right? Because it's a single unit. Wow. I think I got – I had this Craftsman, like, ratcheting um, extended, like, wrench set. Super, super nice. And I left – I lost one. I left it like in a car or something. I don't remember, but it was like an 18, I think. I bought a Mecca one and it was like 40 bucks for huh. just the one. But I had it, like I needed it cuz it was the size that I needed, but like I didn't want to buy a whole another set cuz I already had a set. I just and, needed one and have that missing one that would always bug you. Yeah, and like that was a, I think it was a 17 or an 18 and like I need that's like a common size for bolts. It's so huge. I was like, all right. It wasn't like a weird one like a 20 or something you never use it it was a common size I'm like all right this is what i need i have to have it to do my job better so order yeah like i see more
1: 21s than i see 20s mm-hmm.
0: um
1: let's see what was what was another one you had on the diy because i know we covered like what you need and just kind of being up to learning for it and even if it's watching a youtube video and getting a friend over and taking a whack at it
0: yeah well like for you what kind of information did you use for the mr2 um
1: I actually used. I was watching
0: BS for build, and I saw him start working
1: on it, and I was like, okay, let's go there. I would just look up Eastwood videos or different DIY videos of this or that, or you know. And I start out with sanding down a bad, a uh, uh, a, scratch in the paint, What sanding it down, trying to get smooth and coating over it. Obviously, the paint didn't match, but I was like, okay, that's good. Now here. One thing I gotta learn, body work, um, Bondo, and like fiberglass. I've gotta learn that, so I'm gonna always wanted to. Gotta figure it out. I got to. Yeah. But yeah, I just literally YouTube a few videos or write a couple, like I'd read chapters of books that I had, and why not? Like I've seen guys, literally professional body guys, have been in the field for 20 years that go, You can do this. Trust me, you can, you can paint a car. I'm like, but I don't feel calm. They're Like just one dude's exact phrase: "Just fucking do it." He's yeah. like literally. He goes get a get a bad panel from the junkyard, spend a hundred bucks on a new one. Whatever you want to do. He's like go get, spend thirty bucks on a hood at a junkyard and find one that's got a rust like scratches and dents in it. Send it down, and just watch YouTube video on how to do it. He goes it's, Get find the space, get it done. He goes you, you could rustoleum paint it. He goes I. As a challenge, he and painted an entire car with spray cans. That thing's got more of a shine than my new car does. I'm like, how? He's like, time and patience and knowing when when to cut, uh, you know, wet sand and cut in and do this and that. Whatever terms you want to use, knowing what to do, when to do it. He goes, but I've always been doing it for a long time, so I know when the paint, I see a paint come out a certain way, is I'm going to have to do this. I'm like, huh? Oh. So that's why I keep extra body panels, like one or two body panels, because I'm gonna, I want to learn how to fiberglass. I want to learn how to make it look right. Where, you know, if something goes out wrong with my bumper, or I get a crack in my fiberglass bumper that you can't find anywhere, without importing one from Japan,
0: I can fix it. So you don't want to overnight parts from Japan? Not at the cost of my life, no. <laughs> um, no, but that's really good. It's just like get out there and start like working on it. Cause he's right, like the guy with 20 years experience can probably do more with like really cheap stuff than like I could with the really expensive stuff. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's and just practice. I feel like it's worth,
1: and it could be something simple as learning how to switch out your, your own light switch. Cause you're going to spend 150, 200 bucks or something to come switch one or two light switches out for you. Learning how to do small stuff like that saves you. That saved me tons of money. I've had to replace a couple outlets in the house just because of old age, and they the house isn't even that old, but like you know, pl- unplugging, plugging stuff like you know things were out. Yeah. Just being able to know how to do that has saved me probably a thousand dollars just on minor stuff in the house. Oh yeah. So definitely worth it. Like you said, with the economy right now and prices, I'm sure you've saved. Probably ten right on that car do, doing oh. what you do.
0: The uh, So I think I was talking to someone about this. The amount of money and labor that I would be into the Miata if I didn't do my own work is, like, insane. It's just... I, it would be interesting for me to, like, crunch the numbers because I have a sort of a mental idea of, like, what I've done. You know, but at this point, so with the motor coming out now, the only thing that hasn't been uninstalled in that car is the front subframe. Wait, what? Because, like over uh when I first got it I put a different rear subframe in okay. off my other car cuz the this car was hit so like everything in the rear end was down and then like the engine and trans stayed right but now the engine and trans are coming out so like the seats have been taken out the carpet was out the dash was out like Holy crap yeah like body pan- all the body panels have been off for like wrapping and like the you know like the wing went on and the, the hood was changed so I think at this point once the motor comes out, the front subframe, the steering rack, and um, the like hard lines, fuel line, brake line will be the only things in the car that have not been removed. And I you know, working in your field, you already know what the average cost of just the R&R an engine. Oh yeah. And like, like even if it's a like a quote unquote like low time engine or something, let's call it like I don't know, like 8 hours or something. What's a going rate at a cheap shop like 130? Yeah, 100, 100 130 bucks. Yeah. You're talking
1: over grand just to R and R, just to literally swap the units.
0: Yeah. Excluding shop fees and fluids and. So I think maybe your guess is like probably correct so like ten Gs. If you told me that I would I had ten thousand dollars in labor that I've put into the Miata right now, I'd say like yeah, that seems pretty accurate. And it's like and it's a Jeez. stock motor like you know what I mean? it's not even a crazy build.
1: Imagine if it was a crazy build like a Tomey Told me block. You're you're talking 50 grand
0: that car because that blo- long block alone I've seen 20 grand. Yeah. So and it, we're getting close to that point, right? Because like the next motor, the one that's coming out is going to get all the all the jam, pistons, rods, springs, like. So all of a sudden, it's going to be kind of a crazy build because you're going to be, the, as much power as that motor will take, which is like, three, four hundred. So all of a sudden, like, <sighs> you know, and again, like you talk about doing stuff yourself. I couldn't afford this if I didn't do it myself. There's no way. No, not in the, not in the time frame you've been doing it. Like you've been doing yeah. it in a very quick time in,
1: in perspective, a very quick time frame.
0: Yes, I have uh very high and I have high goals, right? And yes. I expect a lot of myself, so I do this to myself. It's really stressful. But you make a lot of progress cuz you're you know, you throw everything you have at something and if you try that hard, a lot of the time it goes well. And so and yeah. if it doesn't you figure out where you're messed up and go at it again like You have to.
1: Like it's it's good. Um so what what do you want to do next? Because I know me and you could talk about DIYs for a while and just different perspectives and views of it. Um summing it up, what would you just I guess just to recap what we've said is go do it. You don't have to have the nicest stuff out there. Like and if you don't if you don't know how to do it, find somebody who doesn't learn from them.
0: Oh, yeah, that's where I get most of my information, honestly. I, like, look stuff up on the internet or, like, um, on service data or something. But, like, bodywork, work, uh, straight up, like, I usually don't have the time to, like, mess with doing something that I'm not a little bit familiar with. Because uh, I'm just, I've made myself so busy. So, like, I hit up my guy, Ian. It's like, Ian, you do body work. Can you help me? So, I, like, that's when we did the uh, overfenders. Ooh, he, he I helped need me. his help on that. Yeah, he's, and he's, like, really good. He's a, a manager, so he, like, doesn't actively do body work, but he's around it all day. So he has a lot more knowledge than I do, and he had cool tools. I always get excited about this stuff. Like, um, I forget what they're called, but we put the overfenders on, like, where we wanted them, drilled holes through the top, and then you put this tool in, and it holds the... Uh... Rivet guns. No, 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 oh. because um, you can take them out. It's a... Uh... I'm not going to know the name it's of like it. It's like a rivnut nut where you can No? No, it's a piece that goes in through the two holes, right? So you have a hole in the in like the over fender and then a hole in the fender. And this piece is like a little like a little gun and it places a piece of uh metal if you will in there and then it spreads out so it holds the panel where you want it. Okay. And when you're done, you just use the little un installer and uninstaller and you take it out. It's a, rem- it's, a it's like a removable rivnut? nut. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's like super cool cuz then your panel doesn't move. You know, people will, like, tape their panels on. But even, you know, the tape might flex a little bit or whatever. This is, like, quote-unquote, bolting it in. And then you just, like, take this little piece out. And then you can get your hole bigger and put, like, a rib nut in or, like, a regular rivet or however you're going to mount the body piece. That's – okay, that's cool. It was. I was blown away. I was like, this is the coolest stuff. And then we pulled the huge dent out in the side, like, at least 50% because he had, a, uh, like, a slide hammer with a it was it was the craziest thing so we had the huge dent from when I hit Dawson um and so it uses like a sheet screw and it screws into the side of the the body panel and then you slide hammer it off until the it pops or the screw rips out so my (laughs) it was like Swiss cheese it looks like someone took a like a shotgun to the side of my car because there were so many holes in it and then Ian like uh, tacked them with a welder sanded it down and painted it and it's it's pre- I'm guessing 95% smooth dude well I mean I really messed up that quarter Ooh. or rear quarter or whatever so it's like at least 60% 50-60% better okay. than it was which was a lot because it was pushed in it was really pushed
1: in I hit him hard that picture I saw it looks like somebody straight sidekicked that thing with like the Hulk's elbow
0: yeah dude, it was that was that was the day I bought a Hans I hit oh. him and then I bought safety equipment because I was like that was a big hit I understand now Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I would, I'd want to get one after hearing that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like I get a lot of my information from the people that I know, because I and maybe it's annoying to them too. I can see that. But I ask a lot of questions, or I will ask people for help frequently. I mean, for some people, they're glad to see you're you're checking and verifying, because in their head, you're asking before I have to come fix it yeah i was like hey ian i tried to put these fenders on and everything's messed up can you come save it instead of like hey man you want to take a weekend and help me put these in like hey i tried but no (laughs) fix this please um that's definitely good so check with your people see if you know if you know people that are you know knowledgeable in something ask them because a lot of the time they're like down to help i'm always down to help people like i think just today uh, maybe it was last night. We were on a phone call with someone at the track who was having a Miata problem. And we were like trying to help them die. I get over the phone. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. Once, and once people know, like for me, I have a decent technical background. And like I have a Miata that I've taken basically all the way apart at this point. So you really I, have. Yeah. It's like it's been a lot. So I have a lot of Miata information. So I get texts and calls sometimes about Miata questions, which is cool. Because to me, that means people like trust me. Yeah, they're like, oh, I'm in a situation. I need to. Who do I call, Adam? Which is cool because I'm like down to help. You're like, score! Give yeah. me something to do today, <laughs> or at least like let me help this person who's at the side of the track, like struggling because their car doesn't work.
1: Well, it's good at seeing, some like you know, you reach out and help people.
0: Yeah, and it feels good, you know. Every once in a while, you can like actually get it done over the phone. And they're like, oh, thank you, thank you so much. I'm gonna get back to driving. You're like, sick. Have yeah. fun.
1: And the other thing is that it's growing your circle. Like, you're growing the community. You're growing your circle. Who knows, you might be in an event one day and that same guy is there and goes, oh, you need this part here, take mine. Go finish your run and, you know, whatever. You yeah. you might have that camaraderie at a later point. Well, you, you might meet some random guy that needs help and boom, the next thing you know, five years later, you guys are both in Pro-Am, one or two or however the bracket works. And... <laughs> You guys face each other and or whatever you know, something happens to your trailer and the guys there to fix it.
0: Yeah, I mean that would be so cool. I'm like I'm always down to try to like, meet as many new people as I can because everyone brings something special to yeah. to sports and motorsports and stuff. And it's like, you know, it's neat to, to meet all these people and just like expand, right? Like um, if I never, example, if I I bought wheels off Logan, okay. like two it was a long it was a while ago now. I bought wheels off Logan. Then he like came up to me at an event and was like, Oh, there's the wheels. I was like, oh cool. So now we we're introduced. Now we're on a drift team together. Logan was the one who said, like, we should be on drifting Pro Am. So in theory, I don't make an undrifting pro am unless I met Logan.
1: It's the chain of events that occurred, like this the sequence of events that occurred from I'm gonna call it boredly looking at Craigslist, going, I kinda like let me see if there's any good deals on wheels and boom. The next, you know, and who knows what's gonna take it from here.
0: Yeah, and it's like then you get a friend, you do just, like cool stuff. We've been drifting at U.S.A. together, like great times, right? That's awesome. Yeah, dude.
1: Um, what's the next one you want to go? Cause this, this is a it, the next one on my list is kind of entertaining. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I know we've covered sim driving before, and listening to a couple of the podcasts, I've I've seen um it become more popular of sim racing. Um, and not just so much course, but learning how to drift through sim.
0: Did you guys hear that? I picked up my can a couple of times, and it echoed throughout the. I Th- could hear it. Oh, I definitely heard it. <laughs> um, oh, that was a good one. That was a great one. Uh, this is. Is it so a lemon, so like soda water, if you will? How do you? Is it seltzer that s- water? So something. I don't know. It's signature select. This is the the budget one because Lacroix is like six dollars.
1: Yeah. I went with uh, the knockoff Aldi one because I was there and mm-hmm. I saw seven dollars for a case of Ricor. Like, no, That's um, crazy. Anyway, I cut you off. Sorry. No, you're good. It made me realize I have to go buy more. Um, yeah, so I've seen it become more and more common of, particularly in a set of Corsa. And there's people who spend thousands of dollars on a setup, and there's people who spend a lunch tra- a lunch table, uh, you know, a folding tray, and a two hundred dollar wheel. And they'll spend hours on it. What I like about it is you can drive any course you want. You can do any setting you want. You can drive any car you want. But I know there's a particular section where you, it grabbed your attention um, as far as your, your adventures go, where it kind of sparked your interest of you might even get one. So you want to cover that and what, what kind of grabbed your attention to kind of expand? Because like I said, I know people have their differing opinions. No, it's never gonna be the same as actually being in the car, but it's a nice substitute for like, say, winter.
0: Oh, definitely. So, for me, I like I've I think I've said on here before that I really want one, but they're so expensive. Um, I got a little bit lucky here, is that, um, one of my one of my boys Billy, uh, got like a really really, like, sweet setup. His setup is now. Ne- oh man, so he has like the VR already. Um, and VR is the way to go, I think. So he has the VR setup. And he had, like, two, like, cheaper sim rigs, so probably, like, sub-thousand dollar, which, cheaper, I'm air quoting. You know, you're still, that's still expensive. Yeah, that's Um, still expensive. Yeah, it's still (laughs) expensive. But, like, so they were, like, nice, right? We modified them to have, like, a different steering wheel and, like, a handbrake and yada yada. But he bought, like, a really sick, I don't know what it is exactly because I'm not in tune to that stuff as much. But, like, the wheel is amazing. I drive it. And it's like driving a real car. Like there's so much feedback in the wheel. It's I'm so against sick. Fanatec or the, Thrustmaster. No, not no, Thrustmaster. It might Fanatech's probably the is the big one that has a lot of force feedback. you can do different hubs on. Yeah, he said um like he got a really he got a guy didn't know what he had basically and Billy went and bought it. Yeah. But I think the actual setup is like at least four thousand dollars. Huh? No, it's so it's so good. But anyway, Uh, he didn't pay that, but oh god, no. But it's such a sick setup. But I'm buying one of his old rigs, which will work just fine. Um, So hopefully for the winter, I will have that, which would be sick. But I want it because I want to do bigger events next year for drifting and like use Great Lakes Dragway as like just testing. I'd like to go see the homies and stuff. Yeah. But I want to run like the full drift indie competition season. I want to try. I really want to try to do an event of clutch kickers if I can get my horsepower up enough. Uh, but for that, it's in Florida, so like I'll never be able to test that track. But you know, it's not like like going to US Air. I can feasibly go to US Air a couple times a year. That's, but I can only go to Florida probably once. Yeah, especially trailing
1: your car, getting half the gas mileage, and then adding all the other expenses of maintenance and food and lodging and entry fees.
0: Yeah, I mean that. To go drive one event at Clutch Kickers is easily a multi-thousand-dollar weekend, which is tough to stomach, you know. But um, it's like the same thing as kind of doing a pro-am thing; it's just a little bit farther. So I want to do that, but like you can't practice. So with a sim rig over the winter, I can get a seto, I can get a sim rig, and I can drive. Like how many hours do you want to practice? Sixty hours? A hundred hours? On one course? So. Will it translate perfectly? No. But do I know how fast I'm going to be going? What gear I'm in? Where to initiate? Where are the zones? You know, where is the track narrow? Like, where can I left foot brake? All these little, little intricacies of, like, learning a track can happen in the sim. So when you get to the track, you already have an idea of what's going on. So you can do, like, a sight lap. Oh, this is what it feels like. And then you can just go rip. So I think that can give me a huge advantage over someone who, like, just goes down there to try and drive it cold, if you will. Yeah, like, I forgot who said it, but it was on one of the
1: one of his episodes, but he was basically just like, if you spend enough time on a SimRig and really learn how to do it, they're pretty confident you can get into a car and by the end of a weekend, be able to link a course. Uh, at least be able to... more... More easily adapt to drifting as if you had never touched it, you didn't know what it was like. I try it. I have an issue of letting go of the wheel for drifting. Yeah. So like I feel like if I did it in the car and I felt the movement of the car, I do it. But if I spent enough time on a sim rig, I'd. I mean, if I got into the car, I'd be able to more okay. Because if I let go of the wheel at the wrong time in a real car, I hit a wall and I've never done it before. I'm pay- I'm replacing somebody's car. If I do it
0: on a sim rig reset yeah and that's the advantage too is you how far can you push you know how far can you push the car on x track without crashing and it'll give you a great idea for when you're actually in the car interesting story though is that we let go of the wheel on transitions and that's that's what's messing with my but it, it yeah and it's like a cool thing because a lot of like quote air quotes grip drivers even though drifting is just grip and whatever it's yeah. <laughs> it's still a grip driving most you know but whatever um they like if you come from autocross or something you're trained to not let go of the wheel right so it's like really interesting to watch people who are like grip drivers try to drift because they don't let go of the wheel and like on trans, like i have some in-car footage from specifically us air which is a lot of like fast flowing transitions and um if you watch the hands like you load the transition you flick the car and you just let go and then you catch it at the point where the car is settled in the transition and now you're going the other way. So, if you look <laughs> it's crazy, but like if you look closely, like and people who are like really in tune with their car, and I don't think that I'm like an excellent driver, but I definitely have um like I'm driving well. So like I watched myself and I was like I'm I know that I'm doing well because look at my hand movements, right? I'm not flailing. Okay, that's the other thing
1: I heard is uh It'll help you learn the hand movements, because they basically, yeah basically what you said is you can watch somebody's video, and know yeah nope you're not driving that well like they can watch your hand movements and tell how how unsettled the car is
0: yeah are you offline because the second you get offline you start like trying to get it back online and you start flailing but if you're on um, like if you're in the correct line and you're driving well you're it should look like a Sunday drive, which is crazy because you're like letting go of the wheel and the car is driving itself and then you catch it. But you can learn that That'd stuff. Be so, that, that's gonna take so much training. It takes pride, dude. Um, oh, we're getting a little off here, but what? Whatever. But like, you know, how much seat time, personally, do I have in the past two years? Like, I have more. Like, we we're talking about this with Gerald on drifting pro too. Um, it's like a different style, right? Like, people have built really like awesome cars, like badass cars, and they don't have a lot of seat time. On my hand, I have like a good car that's not like. At the top level yet but i have like a stack of seat time Which, hours and hours and laps
1: i'd say it's more important because is it i've heard of from various sources and i'm sure you see it all the time new guys will overly build their car to fit the stereotype what they think it should be the instagram they, stereotype yeah but they can't do a figure eight sure Or they can't, they can slide one corner, but they can't transition to even. Well, say yeah, they can't figure it. Or they can't hold the right angle because they'll smoke it out, but they're not really even getting sideways.
0: Yeah, and it's, and I think it goes the other way too. Like I've heard of people and seen people where they spend a lot of time building this car, don't drive, and then they spend like a year or two driving really hard, and then they're done. Car's built, they've practiced. So it's like I see both ways for sure. But for me. I like driving instead of building. Yeah. So I just drove a ton. But now I have like this, I I don't know how many hours, but I think last year it was like 400 laps. And this year I'm right there because I'm probably over that at this point. Already? Yeah. So I've probably driven more than 400 laps this year based on like my tire count, how many tires I've destroyed, events I've done. Like that one uh, Humboldt Park Fest, Logan and I had like a private track day at one point. So I mean we just we just drove as much as we wanted. That's I, sick. Yeah, man. We I ran out of gas, basically. I basically ran out of gas in the first like day and a half. Jesus. And uh, a half tank. I think a half tank is forty laps. In my car. That's some serious time. Yeah, and then we drove all day Sunday, the next day. So I mean, that three days, I was easily over a hundred something laps. You did more
1: laps in a single weekend than most people, save myself included,
0: would probably do in an entire season. Yeah, and it's crazy. But anyway, so like back on kind of like that sim driving stuff, what if you can translate all that time over the winter into practice? And Well, the other nice part is we'll use a set of
1: Corsair, for example. You can tweak your settings on your car, your steering angle, your alignment, your ride height, your suspension tuning. And get a better idea of, no, I I don't think I'm going to like how this is going to handle. I just, as far as, like like you said, kind of give you a good guesstimate. Because if you're going to change something, it's middle of the winter. Well, damn, I can't take the car out in the middle of the winter. It's it's not going to grab. Right. You can hop in. All right, well, I might want to change this. Or you'll have an idea of, okay, this is about how it should handle. Let's go try it out. When it actually gets
0: nice. Oh, what does it look like with an extra bit of toe in? How does that feel in the sim? Ooh, it feels good. Let me try that in the real car. And then... It's a pre... I call it the pre-tuning tuning. <laughs> For sure. Uh, which um, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad. I'm not... You know, we're not the only ones who see that, but... Yeah, so I actually have a, a pretty cool story about sim driving, transitioning to real driving. Uh, so, at that Humboldt Park Fest, Logan and I were there, and we had a guy come up to us. He was, like, shooting media, and he was like, hey, I got some pretty cool pictures of you guys. We're like, oh, cool, and so we're checking it out. And, you know, inevitably, it's like, oh, like, what do you drive? Or he was like, yeah, like, I want to get out there, but I'm just... Yo, I haven't yet. So we're like, we looked around. There are like three cars in line. And we're like, well, why don't you just go today? Do you have your car here? And he's like, yeah, but it doesn't have, what did he say? I don't have any spare wheels, reservoir socks, my battery's loose. It was like a couple of things on the safety checklist. And we were like, hold on. Logan's car was broken and I had a bunch of tires left. Well, not a bunch, but I had enough. So we were like, yo, go up there and like go buy a ticket. And we'll put our stuff, our parts on our cars onto your car so you can drive. And he that's was, awesome, dude. And he was like, "Really?" We're like, "Yeah, man. Like, like Logan's car's broken, so that's it for him for the weekend. He snapped a, a coilover. Oh, that was intense. I'll, I can tell that story in a minute. But um, so his car was done. It was on the trailer. So we're like, sick. Fire extinguisher and reservoir socks off his car. We got his battery tied down with one of my like ratchet straps from the tent. <laughs> But it actually was super secure. We like roped it through part of the frame. Oh. So it was like pretty legit. You couldn't shake that thing. I think it's still on there. We told him just to keep it and give it back to us later. <laughs> um we like uh nutted his coolant reservoir his coolant overflow out of the car cuz that was loose. And then I t- took the wheels off my car cuz they're 4x100 and 4x whatever 240 bolt pattern is, like 4x114 or something. It's weird. And so we took the cars, the wheels off my car, put it on his car, and then he went out and drove. And I was like, "Well, have you ever done this?" And he's like, "No, but I've drive the sim a lot." Okay. And I was like, "All right, cool." So like, we went out there and like did some practice laps, and we have videos of it. We did practice laps, you know, we like do donuts. All right, cool. Do some figure eights. Great. Start trying the course. And um, he was doing really well. Then he was like, "Hey, drive my car." So I was like, "Okay." I'm not going to say no. I've never driven a 240. I've heard great things. So I drove it, and I, like, pushed it really hard. And he had um, coilovers, welded diff, and an angle kit. Right? Would Which, you say it's a, a a solid setup? It's like, that's, that's what I drove the Miata on, basically. Okay. So that's, like, in my opinion. You buy a drift car. You take it stock. Okay, I like this. Coilovers, welded diff, angle kit. Done. Drive that until you hit limits, right? And so that's what he had. And I was like, cool, man. You should be good. So... I drove his car and, like, went to town on it. I drove it really hard. Um, <laughs> Poor guy's probably, sh- you know, he was
1: like need new pants by the end of
0: the night. No, but he was like, oh man, I didn't know my car could do that. And I was like, there, you, like, yeah, man, like this thing's sick. So then next lap he goes out and almost links the entire course. That's awesome. And like not with like baby angle either. Like coming off the skid pad, he was like full angle, wide open throttle, smoke because he had the iron man's on. The Iron oh, Man tires God. that I had, and they make a lot of smoke, which is pretty cool. Um, and you like put it like kind of on the edge too of the of the gravel as you exit the the skid pad. And I was like, there it is. There, in my opinion, was like sim driving to real driving one night, linking the entire course. And so that just proves, like, in some aspects, not everybody can do it. No, and I think he's a good I'm driver like... too. I think he's got like the the instinct, you know. But
1: it was sick. That's awesome. I'm glad we covered that because I, I want to see what people think. I want to see what their opinions are because, like I said, it's it's becoming more and more popular, with with what's going on. And I got into it more heavily when I you know during when COVID hit. I was like, how am I gonna do now? Nothing. You can only sit and watch so much TV and burn out how many series, and you're like, all right, well, let's start learning how to sim race yeah and my, the way I, I got into some racing because i was i liked talking to new people online meeting friends and you know catching up and you know i've got an open invite in california one in texas one in canada like two in canada dude get on that let's go and just they're like hey you ever come up come out and you know we'll have dinner and you know spend the weekend we'll go tour around or one guy's like yeah we'll you know we'll pull out the car at amc and we'll go rip it around the local track i'm like what he goes yeah why not do it he's come up meet the wife meet the kid. He goes, we we'll, might we'll, we'll go uh, dog sledding, cause he does those some of those Eskimo runs sometimes. Okay. I'm like, you are nuts. No, sure I'll come up. <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Um, let's see, what's in? So speaking of, we'll say drifting. This will
0: tie in. Uh, did you want to cover a different one? No, no, no. I, I had uh that sim story circled.
1: Cause I'm I really so wanted glad, glad you brought the, that.
0: I really want to meet this guy. You I'll, gotta get him on. Yeah, he's the best. I'll drop the Instagram. Uh at the end or something and i'll talk to him and see if he wants to come on fantastic. But fantastic yeah, super cool kid also the pictures that he had also fire so that was a, like a bonus is that you know he was like sent us pictures at the end of our cars like and i used them on the instagram because they were like they're fuego as the kids say oh is that the new phrase <laughs> I, I think that's an old phrase now but you know i'm sure it's something when you hit when you hit three zero like new phrase is like 10 years old yeah like i just found out lit a few months ago oh my god like, yeah oh, that's
1: old news man lit okay that that's new for me yeah So I was like bro bro we're on like to this i was like whatever i i give up um so drifting i know there's this camp and drift this weekend so we're gonna go into something that you know a lot more about than i do but i am still very new at this um disclaimer so I know you're talking with talking off pod about what you want to do with the Jeep. Yeah. Um, so why don't you go into that, cause it's something I'm interested in too, which is what I'm debating to do with the green one, which would be much different than a, a years or a, a wagon. But why don't you go into that, cause that's kind of, I'm sure we're going to have somebody reach out and go, Oh man, you got to check this out.
0: Yeah. So I think properly to get into it, I've got to like cover, um, like we like to go camping a lot. So we're actually going next weekend. Um, My wife and I try to do, I think at this point it's like at least like three or four camps per year. That's awesome. Which I think you know maybe we could do more, but when you fit that into like all the stuff that I've been doing, like it's that's pretty substantial because it's three days, it's a whole weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like we're going camping next weekend, and for like our honeymoon part two, because we got married during COVID, now we're having the actual like big party. We're going to the Tetons, so it's like. Some people go to, like, a resort beach and drink on the beach, and, like, we're, like, oh, we should drive across the country to go, like, be out in nature. Um, so, it fits you guys, though. Like, that's that's what I see when I think of, like, that's what I see. Yeah, and it's a ton of fun, and, like, she loves it. We both love hiking and stuff, so it's a really cool time, but they don't have any campsites available to reserve out there, so we're going to be doing, like, some overlanding and, like, camping and like some there's like designated campsites but they are not um like part of the park right so it's like hey you go off the highway you go up this trail you need four by four to get there you won't make it in like a nissan Sentra. like it's not going to happen but at the end there are like preset campsites with like little fire rings or something but like no bathrooms no amenities like you're out there so that's kind of, like, what we've started, and my wife is really into this off-roading, like, camping thing for automotive stuff, which is so cool to me because I have found the automotive avenue that we can do together. Because, like, she's, she's like, drifting is cool, you know, but that's not for her. She doesn't, like, wouldn't necessarily, like, want to drive, okay. but she is down for overlanding and, like, doing off-road stuff. The bonus is
1: you can use that vehicle for a multitude of things.
0: Yeah, it's so like we like kind of lucked out and got a vehicle that's kind of good at everything but not excels at one specific thing. So like it tows just enough to tow the Miata like comfortably, you know, it doesn't get great gas mileage, so maybe it's not the best daily, but it's really comfortable. So that works. And then it's like not the best off-road vehicle, but it has all the stuff to like off-road well. Yeah. And It's a great winter car. Oh, yeah. And like, so it's just, it does everything well. And it's cool also because, like, I get to look at vehicle accessories now. You're like, oh, you want to put a ladder on the Jeep? Why not? Because you can put a gas tank on the ladder and then you can access the basket or the kayaks easier. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So you can, like, climb onto the roof to, like, get in the basket easier instead of, like, standing on the wheel. Rooftop tents, you know light bars skid plates yeah you know even more of a lift kit and it like makes sense if you're using it to like go on cool adventures because that's what it's all about right is like going on sweet adventures like places that you normally wouldn't go especially like i feel like
1: rears are brought up as like camp and drift i'm sure there's somewhere around that you're like man it'd be really cool to take the jeep off because like say you go up and you're like uh you know what it's kind of rainy you know or it's a it's a really packed event I'm not gonna get a whole lot of lap time today. Let's go grab, you know, have you know, leave the trailer, have your buddy watch the car, grab the tent, take the jeep, go. You know, sorry, go overland for the night. Come back in the morning, and you'll be able to explore nature because you've got the vehicle that can, like you said, they can do everything you need it to do.
0: Heck yeah, no, so so, so down. And like even next year, we're. I talked to like one of my buddies, Chris, and he's like very excited about this as well. He has a. 15 Tacoma like TRD that he really likes and so we have a wedding to go to in Montana and we were like well hold on if we want to do like a big trip what if we just go to this wedding the next day we just depart into the wilderness and we can do like two or three cars just driving out there and like exploring and camping and he was super down so we have like a year to plan this but we can because we have like a start date and it'll give us time to like buy accessories that we might need and um yeah so i'm just super pumped to like get into another area of automotive stuff drifting is still number one for sure but like off-roading and overlanding stuff i think could be really really fun that's gonna be cool like so what got you
1: into over other than camping like is it the ability to go off the beaten path in a sense where not ever you're not sitting at a standard campground you're not you know Or is it just another, you know, avenue where you can enjoy motors, like motorsports, and I guess you could say.
0: I think it's more just like another avenue because it was born a little bit out of necessity because we're like, well, we don't have a campsite, so we have to find somewhere to camp if we want to. Um, So we're like, well, how do we, you know, what do we do? We started looking into it, and we're like, oh, let's just do that. Um, And anytime like the the jeep goes on a trail, we both get excited because that's what it's meant to do you know you have like a electronic locking rear end um and like all these cool like four-wheel drive modes and stuff and like you don't get to use it just driving to the store yeah like why buy something like why buy the top package if you're not going to use it exactly like why yeah besides like a cool badge or like a higher price tag i don't pretty pretty cosmetics yeah you know so but to like actually plan and like get to use it and stuff so cool! I wish I had the
1: option to kind of switch mine, just like <laughs> poof, you, here, Subaru, boom, yeah, go. Okay, like I love mine. Like I started getting into overlanding after watching this one overlanding series. Like I kind of curious about, it, and I'm starting to get more into like camping because it's cool to stay at a hotel and all, but sometimes it's like I used to go on a yearly. They called it like a mental retreat, so all the the dads and the kids would go out on a, like, a weekend. And sometimes you just, um, some of the guys in the group didn't have kids. They would go as part of the group. But it was nice to get away, and we'd go up and down the Wisconsin River. And it was nice to wake up and get the crisp air in the morning and not have your phone going off, not hear, you know, your neighbor knocking on the door, whatever. Like, it was to get up and be out in nature and explore i guess and for me it was more like canoeing because i i never really got off road because i was more let me stay on the pavement now it's like well i kind of need to do suspension car anyways and this looks cool and i want to get like it'd be harder to overland in a sedan i could still make it work
0: yeah i mean if you like
1: if you put enough like thought and modification and anything you can make it work so like that's kind of and for me it was just like the adventure and the camaraderie like you could have yours and I could have mine and you'll probably be able to go further because I don't know if I want to lift mine that high, but like even like a mild o- overland like to be able to go, cause I've always had my car's stock height or lowered. So it's like, man, I really want to go see that place, but you kind of have to go off road and I can't, my car's not going to clear cause I'm not replacing the oil pan. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it might be fun to change the pace. And like I said, researching into it, it looks really fun because my brother does a lot of camping and a lot of hiking and nature stuff out in Colorado. So it'd be cool to bring my car out there, take a weekend trip, a week long trip, go up there, go camping and be able to drive through some of the mountains and take some of the roads to have even around here. Like star rock would be cool to do some or some of the places around, but yeah, you've definitely got like one of the best vehicles without getting into, we'll say like Jeeps and four runners.
0: Yeah. And like, you know, I think for the price point, what we got was like exactly what we wanted. We wanted a forerunner, but it was like I don't want to drop or I can't drop 40 grand. No, that's like that's unattainable for where what we were looking for. Um, but yeah, and I think going back to like camping, just like waking up in the morning, like it's quiet. You have a cup of coffee, and the coffee in the morning is my favorite thing. That's a uh, that's just the best for me. But like sitting there in a camp chair, you know, sweatshirt on, steaming hot coffee, the dog like. Like chilling too. It's like that's the best. So nice. It's it's a nice reset. Yeah, away from, you know. And you get out there, and even for me, like, you know, we talk about like all this Miata stuff and drifting and like, oh, big plans, trying to do pro am and stuff. And it's it gets stressful, for sure. Even though it's what I love, it gets really stressful. So, just having like like this coming weekend, great timing. You know, I'm pulling I'm pulling motors and stuff, and I'm working and all this stuff. And it's like, we're just gonna go sit in nature you know, have fun, grab a couple of drinks or something. It's going to be a great time. It's definitely worth because it's, like
1: I said, it's awesome you get a hotel, but you're going to spend $200 a night. Oh, excuse me. $200 a night at a hotel and you're going to be paying for parking. So you we'll say $500 in for two days.
0: Yeah. Or you, know, you get a campsite for like, I think there, sometimes it can be kind of expensive, maybe like 40 bucks, 50 bucks, but still that you can have you know we have 11, 10 people going. Ten people going this weekend. So it's gonna be a little group camp. Um, and all of a sudden, what's your cost? It's like nothing
1: for the price of a gator today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and like hang out with your friends and have a good time in nature.
1: Definitely good. And like, and I feel like that's good. That's a like you said a new avenue on it. Um, which is like it's it's gonna give you and the lady, uh, your motor motor adventures that she can lead and she can kind of take charging i guess you could say Where drifting could be yours but she can go i want to go here now and this is what we like it's a nice bonding
0: yeah and like what a, how cool right like i would and you get into these bigger trips and stuff and once you've done like a smaller like camp or something then you say well that was two days what if we did four and all of a sudden you're like oh we're gonna go into wilderness for a week yeah and as you go as you build you can build the accessories where say you just use a rack for now and you go okay well we did this um and it's like what what could be helpful like what's something else we can add to make this experience better instead of just like oh i bought a front bash bar because it looked cool it's like well we didn't need a bash bar but we needed i don't know like a a ladder for the rear and like that would have made everything a lot easier so now you buy a a ladder for the next one. Like, yeah. oh, that was great. Exactly. It you know would be better. A gas tank because we got really low on fuel. Get a gas tank. Like a plug-in, a small
1: plug-in generator, or, you know, oh, we had this, but the you know, camping trip's a little big. Let's get this. Or like I said, or hey, you know, we got real close to the open. Let's go get a skid plate for it. Yep. Like, and it gives you the it gives you the play toys you want. It gives her the like, security she wants out of it. And you're like, I get to spend money and buy toys, and she's like,
0: it looks it looks cool and it's functional, right? And you know, and you just get to be out there, like with the people you really like doing, and it's cool too because like our like a big car group circle, um, instead of taking race cars, we're all taking our tow vehicles, so like at this camp this weekend, we're gonna have like two Tacomas, the Jeep, um, and everyone's gonna be their tow rigs are all like kind of off road capable, so that's kind of the plan for next year too. Is it's like, why don't we just all Go out into the wilderness. We all like camping. We like each other. Let's do a new type of adventure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, See, so yeah, if you get the get the Subaru lifted, and like get that thing rolling, let's do it. I'm definitely down for it. One second, because I know they make a bunch of like Subaru lift kits. Because I've seen them, or I've seen like lifted Subarus like that. So. I would imagine it wouldn't be too hard, yeah. Um But it could be cool. You can get a lifted Subaru and then get your Mustang drift car. Cause like there's there's so many like I see so many people do it with, like Foresters and Outbacks
1: which are more use user friendly. Yeah. But I'm like, uh I might do a mild lift on it, just
0: something fun to take for like weekend trips or whatever. Yeah, get some like big tires on it too. It'll look real aggressive. Cut the wheel arches out. Oh god. <laughs> Square off the fenders.
1: That'd be kind of fun. It would um, be fun. Let's see. You got anything else you want to cover? Or you want to do Instagram
0: questions? Um, we got one more thing. So the the boys at Rudds, who um, I'm partnered with, I think they're starting a podcast. Ooh. So another interesting, you know, another interesting uh, pod you may want to check out. Um, I know we've talked about having DJ come on here a couple of times, and I, I he's super busy. So yeah,
1: I figured we'll fade it in whenever it gets done.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it might be cool to maybe do like a joint uh, cast, us them um could be a lot of fun so i think all that information is going to come out soon I'm not totally sure when that's going down but yeah i just wanted to drop that out there because
1: i Let saw it pop know. up
0: yeah we, you know we got a bunch of things we could get uh like gerald and drifting pro-am on here we can get dj and rudd's podcast on here definitely uh definitely force us
1: to grow and grow and learn yeah i'm excited for that it's kind of dope right i was pumped about it. i'm like all right cool I'm sad. I didn't realize this guy's engine hoist is broken. Like I thought he, like his buddy, was gonna get him one. So he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to wait on your motor." that's a go no worse? I'll come. I'll bring mine up next weekend in my sedan. <laughs> um, let's see. So let's go
0: go uh, over Instagram questions. Yeah, let me let me pull them up real quick here. Because I was a pictures.
1: goof and I definitely didn't post up. So this is all you.
0: All right, I think I had two because I posted up just this morning um so ian who helped me with the bodywork, asks when are you going to drive the un- uh, up badged impala when are you going to drive the up badged impala he means my skyline um wow yeah they've still been giving me a lot of crap that i don't actually have a skyline uh so i drove it yesterday and billy drove it so it's verified real there's video proof it actually runs it runs <laughs> it needs a clutch um it just it, need, it needs work but it runs and drives so that was cool he was like Driving it, we're in Elmhurst, and um so he like pulls onto St. Charles, I think it was. He pulls onto like a, a busier street, and he's like first gear, second gear, third gear, like making all of the turbo noises. Cop pulls out behind us. He's like, ooh, fourth gear, and we're but it's in kilometers, right? Not miles per hour. So we're like, oh no, like how fast are we going? We're all trying to like quick convert on our phones and stuff, because like I have a we all have a rough idea. But when there's a cop behind you, like, you should probably know exactly how fast you're going. Yeah, you get a little extra nervous. Yeah, so you, like, quick put it in fourth, like, made it as quiet as possible. And we were like, all right, we're going the right speed. The cop turned off, thankfully, but it was a moment. We had a moment. He's probably looking like, wait, you're on the wrong side. Never mind. Let the, me just not. Yeah, like, it's plated and insured and everything. It's legal. Um, so Logan asks, when can I drift the R32? huh so answer to that is when it's drift ready um, in 10 years <laughs> yeah, hopefully not in 10 years maybe like next year oh yeah I th- I mean the Miata is getting kind of close to like the next level so once it's there um, I can start putting money at the at the r32 so that's gonna be so kick ass so. I cannot wait it's gonna be so sick um, he also asks uh, what are your goals for the next couple of years and I think we should both do okay this one. Um, short-term, long-term, and then this one's specific, I think, for pro amps like qualifying, top-ten, podium, goals for the car, etc. I need to know everything. This is going to be good. Yeah, so you want to start, like, what are your goals for the next couple of years, short-term, long-term? Uh, next couple of years, really, just have the MR2 done, running.
1: Like, I I don't need crazy power. I just want a nice weekend cruiser, um, nice stance on it. Like, and what I mean by stance is a true stance, not this... You don't want 10.5 degrees of camber? No. Like a proper, a proper stance. Uh, some decent wheels on it. Just like I said, nice weekend cruiser. Um, the green one, whichever direction I take, and be into some kind of motorsport, like actively into some kind of motorsport. Um, and hopefully with this still going, where we get to, you know, share or like work with other podcasts or forums, um, and have fun you know, be able to travel and see some different events and maybe even get to do some coverage like Gridlife life or something would be kinda cool. Oh, that would be sick. That'd be insane. Like you gotta be a de- you gotta be a good sized dude grid life. Um uh, but it's like I said, just kinda finish the cars up, hopefully uh maybe sell this house and get a different one or something. But I definitely wanna get involved in motorsports have the MR like I said, MRT's good. Oh, more tools. I want more tools all right
0: all right and a drift car it's a lot of goals my guy yeah but you can check off a couple together right so yeah like drift car is motorsports so that's like two checks and one yeah the mr2 as long as like, it could just be factory motor just back running and driving yeah as long as you can like i want to go to the store in the mr2 i want to go to a uh, cars and coffee in the mr2 yeah just a little stuff like it'd be fun like nice and easy
1: quick stuff and um Nothing too crazy, I guess. Maybe – uh, I'm sure it will change with the more stuff I get into or whatnot. I definitely want to take a – like a week or two trip on the bike and go get on the bike, use the rack, and, but, you know, ride my – you know, get on the motorcycle and camp. Oh, man. see tour travel. Like, cool. That's something I definitely want to get into. It might just be go up here, like ride up to U.S. Air, camp there, and just hit the a couple – you know – back roads on the way back and camp at different sites i don't know why i saw some post on facebook about people doing cross-country rides one guy rode all 50 states in 50 days but he's also got like a 1200 i've got a 650 i mean that's really intense though that's insane all 50 states in 50 days uh, but i um just be cool like be one of the first to take this kind of bike at this many states just little stuff but Oh, uh, what are yours? What's yours for the next couple of years?
0: Dude, I mean, that's pretty sweet, though. Like, those are some good goals. Hopefully, uh, if you need help with, like, drifting stuff and motorsport stuff, I got you.
1: We're going to have to make that happen.
0: Yeah, that would be... I can help check off a couple of those. Hell yeah. Um, so, short-term, short-term goals, long-term goals. Like, short-term, I need to get the Miata turboed and running well. That's, like, very short but most immediate because I promised myself I wouldn't drift. Until it was turboed after yeah. that US Air event. Um, so, like, that's for sure short term. Like, long term, like, I want to be in that Pro Am series for sure. Um, I don't necessarily like think that pros back or like that higher level is achievable for me as far as like finances go. So, if a door opens, then awesome. But, like, I would love to just do well in Pro Am. Um, but yeah, so going a little farther he asks like qualifying top 10 podium um yeah definitely like first couple events like qualifying and getting into like actual battles in even pro-am which to me is a professional type series would be amazing um but i think that there's a chance that i could do like you know like a top 10 finish or something that would be amazing uh podiums obviously would love to podium but is that realistic in the first year i don't know possible maybe one way to find out there exactly there's only one way to find out which is show up and give it everything so yeah i think that's about it also like short and long-term goal get that skyline really dialed in and like have a sweet uh like car that i could daily i mean obviously not in the winter but like a car that i can drive comfortably on the street that also shreds at the track but is mainly street so that's kind of my short and long-term goals hopefully we can hit them for sure, two seconds. Uh,
1: those are some those are some serious go- seriously good goals though. Like, just to, I feel like just making the jump into pro am would be huge. That once you get settled and comfortable, um, I don't I don't even want to say I, I think you should stay uncomfortable because it'll keep you hungry to find it. But I feel like it's gonna be that nice jump where that's gonna be a huge goal. Like I know most people just getting into drifting in general is cool i did it so do you think what would you want to see how many years would you give yourself to ideally hit a top 10
0: i mean it's hard to say i could give you a better answer after doing one round Singlet. to see where i stack up but like
1: okay.
0: a top 10 i feel like the second year top 10 finish would be and i don't know if that's a season or if that's like a single event but that would be really, really cool. I think if I hit a top 10 in year two, like, okay, we're, we're really trying. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I have, like, the skills and the knowledge to make that happen. Um, but definitely, like, getting some help or some training or someone who has more experience than I do could go a long way. So we'll have to see. But yeah, man, like, maybe year two, top 10 finish would be outstanding, in my opinion. And who knows, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm like a bottom 32 driver or maybe I'm like a top five. Who knows? I don't. Um,
1: who knows? You might catch just that one where for the first year or two, maybe three as you're a bottom 32 and you catch that one event, that one ta- like that one competition run that you get the guy at just the right corner at, or you, something happens where you, it kicks and something might flick inside of you where, boom, I, okay, I can do this. But that's what I love about motorsports and competitions is you could be going against a top pro-amp driver one mistake. Yeah. One split-second initiation later.
0: Oh, someone missed a gear.
1: Yeah, so especially un- you guys actually run, you know, things I miss of clutches. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so we'll see, man. We'll see how it goes. I think I've said on here a lot, like, oh, I can't wait to – get there um
1: you're making steps already though and,
0: yeah and it's like i'm going pretty quick i feel like as far as like all the driving and the build and stuff but it takes time so i think what so maybe maybe next year if not the year after and that'll be like four years of work trying to get there
1: and that's like i see i feel like from a spectator's view so many people see oh but you know if I did it in this many years They're like yeah but you don't realize the extra hours of work, the wheeling dealing he had to do, the working on his own car, the fact that he was a one-man team for how long? Yeah. I'll say one or two-man team. Like, a lot of people see this, boom, boom, oh, you're in prom, you made it. Yeah, but you're not seeing you work 80-hour weeks or 60-hour weeks and it's you, your lady, and maybe one of your friends as your your team. Yeah. They're not seeing all the,
0: ouch. Yeah, and it's like they, you know, you see the cars at the track and stuff and you're like, oh, that was really cool, like neat, but, how, how many years did it take to put that person in that car at that track? And what does it take every year to keep that going? Uh, and it's a lot. I think it goes the same goes for all of like grassroots, all motorsports. Like you look at these time attack guys, you know, and to be competitive in time attack, it's like a second job. Um, and that's just kind of what it is. It's like you have to work so hard to put yourself in those positions to even be there. So it's a lot what that's that's the goal right is like if this is what you want and you commit to it then you can make it happen or at least i'm trying to yeah like if
1: i'm glad you're like you're one of the guys along with a few people we know that bought a car got into it and haven't quit after the first year because they didn't this didn't happen if i ever got into it i'm not looking to go prime i just want to go out and have a fucking riot with friends like i want to get to know a community i want to go have fun i want to go out and learn a car that i've never driven before and have the fun and adventure of building if it goes somewhere cool if not i'm gonna hang out with friends on weekends and go have a blast and enjoy it and that's
0: like really what it's about like it's a i look i'm looking at it a little and you're like well it's like trying to go pro am like the smartest decision maybe not but maybe but that's what i want to do
1: i call it the coin flip like you're never gonna know if you don't do it
0: right who knows who knows where you're gonna go dude i mean like i could stuff the car into the wall in the first lap and that could be it or i could win the first event Who? literally you can't you can't know till you get there so i'm excited to like fi- finally get there and actually get that like experience and that like just to even say like yeah i drove in a sanctioned drifting event that'd How be cool. so
1: cool like so cool because you've done you've done autocross you're doing drifting like even it'd be cool to do autocross, just yeah. oh, just to plus. go and do something. It's affordable. It's local.
0: Yeah, hard that's to guy. beat. Hard to beat it as far as like finances go, unless you have a Fiesta ST and you flip it, like that oh, one video. Oh wow, that's right. Yeah. The safest motorsports guy flips his car. I felt bad. Like I couldn't imagine
1: calling the dealer. Yeah, so the car I just bought last week, <laughs> I'd be so upset. Yeah, it'd be a tough look um you have any other um questions no oh, man i think i mean this has been pretty good we touched on a lot of stuff yeah we definitely did
0: that's cool how um much, i don't even know how how long how much time are we at 150
1: hey let two hours all right I'd say definitely shorter than i thought shorter than the other ones but like i said good good amount of stuff we covered um i say if anybody we hit anything any we we hit anything anybody really enjoyed let us know we'll
0: go into it a little bit more or, cover a different portion of it i guess yeah i mean always open for like new topics and like what people like what people don't like so let us Absolutely. know or if you know somebody who wants to be on yeah and i think i have some people who would want to come on for sure
1: we definitely got to start now that the i say with the season going i feel like it's gonna be a lot of after the season stuff which is perfect for me because it hits winter and zoom calls are great yeah um Still got to figure out how the hell to do those because I don't know how to do that. Um, but yeah, that sounds great. Um, where can they find you at?
0: I know we have do it, but every time we're going to ask, yeah. tell them where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram. It's the easiest. It's adam.b.racing. Um, it's pretty obvious because it's a picture of my red Miata. Going uh, sideways. <laughs> yes, doing lots of drifting. <sighs>
1: um, yeah, you just find me at the Instagram page for the podcast. That's about the only one I actually use. And what is that? STTG Podcast or um, STTG Podcast on Facebook Sweet. and Twitter.
0: It's uh, pretty much
1: the same thing across all of them. I yeah. make it nice and easy.
0: It is nice and easy. It's pretty
1: easy to find, actually. I think we even I think I I think think we even have a Snapchat, but I never open it.
0: So I don't hit did. us up on Snapchat.
1: No, just Instagram or Facebook would really i'm more responsive on those two
0: um yeah. i just smacked the microphone i've got a couple people to to shout out go ahead so the for wrapping the person who wrapped the car is marlo um he's on instagram as dusty.logwood so hit him up for like wrapping and stuff he did a really nice job changed the look of the car which was great absolutely uh, good dude definitely a hype man so you know hit that dude up um you know the partners ruds racing I guess these are personal partners for me. Um, But Rudd's Racing, those guys did all the fab work on my car. Uh, We're actually doing the uh, rear bash bar, I think, pretty shortly here. Now they're in the new location. Yeah, it's going to be sick, and I desperately need it. So, um, yeah, hit those guys up. As always, we've talked about them before. They do a lot of good work. Um, The girls at Jazz Salon, I went in there and get my appointment set right before the wedding, make sure I'm looking good. For all the photos and stuff. Got to get cleaned it up. Yeah, exactly. I can't be looking scraggly over here. So, yeah, check them out, too. You need a haircut. Let's go. Um, Sweet. Adam, thank you for coming back. It's been a long time, so. Yeah, my pleasure. This has been a blast, as always. Like, I feel like a lot of good information. And it's cool just to talk. Like, I can talk for a long time. So,
1: sorry, everyone.
0: If we had food in us, yeah. Yeah. But it is, what time is it? One o'clock. Oh, yeah, it's lunchtime. Let's go. All right. We'll catch you guys later. Take it easy.